Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. This is the Bob Cordaro Show podcast. WILK News Radio. We are back. And uh, people are remembering some things. Body Shop Guy remembers an axe murder of a guy named McCracken in Exeter Township. And someone else, they didn't sign, but they they remember a 72 murder of uh, Kevin Barker. Outside a nightclub, I looked it up, outside a nightclub, killed in Edwardsville. And they add an LTS, Bob. And finally, somebody just said, I love hearing DeCosmo stories on local history. Thanks. Thanks to David DeCosmo. He's a treasure. Well, it's Monday. And you know what Monday means. It means Monday Musings with John Perillo. John, how are you? And uh, what do you got on tap for today? Well, nothing humorous. Um, well, I thought I'd go over a little bit of what's going on in the Philippines. Uh, your listeners may have heard that Filipino President Marcos Jr., he traveled to the U.S., met with uh, some administration officials, including some defense officials and the president, and basically was reinforcing a mutual protection deal that we've had with the Philippines. And I thought I'd explore a little bit about what's going on there. Um, and as usual, you know, let's start with a little bit of their history. And I'll only start with the part that involves the U.S., since the Philippines obviously had a long history before uh, our involvement, including being a British colony, but, you know, in that area, who wasn't? Um, So the Philippines actually became the first U.S. colony after the Spanish ceded it to us back in 1898 for $20 million after they lost the Spanish-American War. So basically, the Spanish lost the war, and we told them, yeah, here's $20 million, give us the Philippines. Uh, And the Philippines thought we were a bit better than the Spanish because, you know, the U.S. placed an emphasis on education and public health and political structure uh, that the Spanish did not as, as colonizers. But they were still a colony with all that, that entails. And the, the Spanish had kind of a bit of a mixed experience there. But the one thing they did introduce was Catholicism, which is still a major influence in the Philippines today. And, and it's, it's hard to under, to overstate how important that is. I mean, the the Catholic Church in the Philippines is very active um, and does a lot of charity work, and and almost all the hospitals in the Philippines and a lot of the schools are still run by the Catholic Church. Uh, But our caretakers, uh, we tended to support the ruling groups in the Philippines because that made our lives easier, right? I mean, our our, uh, military presence there would align themselves with the leading uh, influencers there, and you know, that tended to create a little bit of resentment against the U.S. 
uh, down the, further down the line. And believe it or not, you know, as usual in co- colonial situations like that, that results in a revolution against the U.S. And oh, by the way, for your uh, listeners who are um, gun fans, I'm sure they'll, they'll give me the rest of the story, but that's the birth of the 1911 Colt ACP pistol. But if the 38 that the troops were carrying at the time just didn't have the firepower uh, that was necessary, and so the 1911 was invented, which is still <laughs> the only weapon I carry. Uh, anyway, this is a bloody war. The, 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 this revolution of the Philippines against the U.S. is very bloody, and it, it, it pits kind of the Filipino people against American troops, who were actually, the American troops there were pretty good, but the guerrilla troops were, were unbelievably good. The Philippines uh, and the Filipinos have a long history of guerrilla warfare. They fought the Chinese. They you know, they battled the Spanish, and they were very good at guerrilla warfare. So what winds up happening is that we win eventually, but in the meantime, we've placed the Filipino people between these guerrillas and the U.S. troops, and there's a lot of damage done and a lot of hard feelings to come out of that. Um, and, it, of course, in typical U.S. tradition, after we win, the task commission is set up and sets a political system in the Philippines with the U.S. military in charge and a caretaker Filipino civil system with the idea of turning power back over to the Philippines. Um, and then we start to gradually withdraw our military um, using letting the Filipino police force take over. And then under the Jones Act, which is, starts in 1935, is when we start to gradually give them back their independence. And, you know, there's a couple of things going on at that time. For your listeners who are of a, of a certain age, they'll remember that the Great Depression is happening and U.S. sugar producers are very concerned because the uh, Filipinos are producing sugar at much lower cost than the U.S. producers can produce it at. So they, they essentially want the Philippines out of our control, which is a way to avoid getting inexpensive Filipino sugar into the U.S. But anyway, that move to freedom from the U.S. that was set up under the Jones Act is interrupted by the Japanese invasion in World War II. And in fact, the attack on Clark Air Base in the Philippines takes place about 10 hours after the Pearl Harbor bombing. So the Japanese understood just how critical the Philippines were going to be to their control of the Pacific. And the the Japanese at the time felt that if they could destroy enough of the U.S. fleet and enough of the ability of the U.S. to forward deploy, then they would gain control over the Pacific before we could rebuild. And that's part of the reason why Clark Air Base, which was uh, essentially a U.S. air base, was destroyed at the same time as, or roughly at the same time as Pearl Harbor. So, so and, now, now, John, skipping forward, uh, and and most importantly for present day, the Philippines, directly south, other than some small island chains, uh, separated only by the Luzon Strait from Taiwan. They are exactly. in the South China Sea, just northeast of Malaysia. So they're Correct. geographically... They're incredibly important in, in our potential conflict with the Red Chinese. And that's, and that's why I want to give a little bit of that history, right? So as Bob is alluding to, he's, he's exactly correct. The, the, the northernmost islands in the Philippines are about 90 miles from Taiwan. Think of Florida to, to Cuba. That's how close they are. And we've had this history kind of up and down of U.S. military relations with the Philippines. And, you know, when I was in the military back in the 70s, 80s, you know, Fernando Marcos was the, the leader of the Philippines. And then Aquino came in and basically kicked the U.S. out. And, and the U.S. had done a lot of things to, to get themselves kicked out. We, you know, we kind of turned a blind eye to 
some human rights abuses. We, you know, we, we really wanted the bases and we weren't really supporting the Filipino people and a populist movement got us kicked out. And, but now, uh, Marcos's son, if the name sounds familiar, it's because it's his son. He comes back in and, you know, he's the one who's trying to reestablish uh, relations with the U S and, and, you know, if you, for you sailors out there may have remembered that we left uh, Subic Bay in 1992 after having a military presence in the Philippines for almost a hundred years, we've folded up shop and left. And now we're so, rebuilding. And now we're rebuilding. And as Bob said, this is, so this meeting was between President Marcos, because he's way more uh, pro-U.S. because of this Chinese threat, and he wants to work out um, a mutual defense pact as a result of our, we have actually a 1951 mutual defense treaty, a real treaty, not the kind of stuff we do nowadays. It's approved by the Senate. Um, and now we're going to have joint operations with the U.S., the Philippines, Japan, and Australia. And as Bob said, if you imagine those countries and where they are geographically, what that does is it creates kind of a line starting from the south, running east of China and run, running up north. And the Philippines, you know, is, a, is an integral part of that. And they're starting to invest in their military more so they can help uh, support us. I think, I think it's, a big, it's big news for us. Um, it, it's, I'm, you know, I'm, I know the Philippines' uh, history is has has had its ups and downs, but the Filipinos, you want them on your side. They're fierce fighters. They have a long history of being uh, just excellent guerrilla warfare fighters. And I I can't imagine that the Chinese seeing that uh, alliance thinks that's a good thing for them. This is definitely a good thing for the U.S. and a bad thing for China. John, a quick question because we're a little bit over, but uh, someone texted in. They said, uh, have you revised your position on China's currency as the U.S. dollar seems to be losing credibility? I, I, no, because if you were to, the way to look at this for your listener, whoever this is, is if you had won the Chinese currency and you wanted to spend it anywhere in the world but China, could you do that? And the answer is it's still very difficult to do that. I think what you'll see more than that is, are, are things like oil and gold becoming currency, right? So think of futures and delivery. So if I... Um, if I say that I'm going to take a couple of million barrels of oil at some future date for delivery at a price that we agree upon, what I've essentially done is I've created currency in the form of oil. Right? And I think that's a more likely uh, thing that we'll see rather than the one in the short term. Well, the now, other thing that you, uh, can- you pointed out, John, that is a significant factor is that if the, the, the yuan was a the reserve currency for significant amounts of transactions, there'd have to be more of it outside the shores of China, which they don't like. Which they don't like, right? And, and, and again, to your listener, because he's asking a very good question, yeah. right? the only reason why we are still where we are economically is this reserve currency issue that Bob's talking about. Most trading done internationally is done in U.S. dollars. The more that we devalue our dollar and cause problems with our dollar, the less likely that is to continue. Now, you know, and the, the, the phrase I still use, and Bob's heard it from me before, is we're still the tallest midget in the room. We're not doing well, but we're, the, we're doing the best of anybody else, right? Um, but that's a bad bet, right? I think, you know, a, you know, a solid currency that is uh, in a solid form of government that's very, very stable is what we want to ensure 
our reserve currency, not just being, you know, it's like outrunning the bear. Well, you know, I don't have to. I don't have to be unfortunately, though, John, we've got people in charge who don't want America to be preeminent and don't believe it yeah. should be. So well, that's cross it, purposes it, it, with uh, the yeah. reserve currency status. John, we got to go, Absolutely. but I, I appreciate Absolutely. it. I, I love delving into these things. The Philippines is something that people. Don't it's a country people don't think of often, but it is becoming more and more uh, geopolitically and strategically significant as we confront yeah, China. Absolutely. And again, Bob, thank you for your time and your listeners' time, and I hope you guys have a great day and a great week. All right, my friend. We'll talk next week. John Perillo, Monday Musings. We'll be back. That's the part John was waiting for before he gave me the microphone. That is the Beach Boys. They moved from number 21 to number 6, this date in 65, 1965. And before that, 1988, this date, the Soviet Union begins withdrawing its troops from Afghanistan. Now, two incredible lessons that two presidents obviously didn't get. One is George Bush. The Soviets in maximum brutality tried to conquer Afghanistan, which is not a country by any understanding that we have. Collection of warlords and even different cultures. And they they conquered the British, who were the greatest world power at the time, pushed them out. And then the Soviet Union, right on their border, could not handle Afghanistan. And Bush goes in and tries to occupy it and nation build. Exact opposite of what he said and what he mocked during his campaign for president. So there's idiocy number one. And then idiocy number two. If anything, the Soviets had a successful withdrawal from Afghanistan. They got out, they got their stuff, and they left. Well, idiot Joe Biden didn't get that either because he wanted to make a speech on the 20th anniversary of September 11th. So he got us out willy-nilly. We left behind thousands of allies, hundreds of Americans, and $85 billion in equipment. Oh, and we got uh, 13 American soldiers killed by Joe Biden. You know, when you, why is history important? Why do we talk about it all the time here? Because you see two instances of ignoring history that cost the United States big time. <sighs> Remarkable. Remarkable. Yeah, somebody asked, was that Afghanistan report done with AI? I was asking Johnny the same thing. It sounded like it. And by the way, uh, our listeners, happy with the answer John gave on the... Uh, uh, Perlo gave on the currency issue. I think, again, the the primary reason that it will probably never be a reserve currency is because then the Chinese will lose control of it. So they don't want it. They merely want to destabilize our currency. They don't want to replace it with theirs. They want to replace it with other things and the, to destabilize us. Well, now we're lucky because we have our friend Joe from Plames, and he's got a poem about reminiscing, Joe. I've been uh, since since I saw your name up on the board. I said I've got to get this call. 
Hey, Bob, good morning. How are you, Joe? Okay, the last time we spoke about reminiscing, I, you told me call in. I said I had one more. It took me a while. Well, I had to dust off the bongos. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this uh, inspiration for this, when we had our service station, we had a lot of guys from every walk of life hanging around. And, you know, everything was bigger, better, and uphill both ways to school. And, you know, <laughs> all the uh, old timers you would reminisce. And uh, uh, we had some great political discussions, too, amongst. But uh, these are the old guys who used to tell their you know, what they did, where they've been, stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, it's it's kind of short, and uh, it's uh, it's kind of told half by me and half by them. And it's called Back in the Day. So I met a man at the barber shop with very little hair to chop. A dollar is what I would pay when I had hair back in the day. I met a man at the record store. Faded clothes is what he wore. Ten cents a dance is what I would pay when I waltzed back in the day. I met a man at the local diner, apple pie and coffee, nothing could be finer. Five cents a slice is what I would pay when I sat on that stool back in the day. I met a man at the local pub, shot in a beer and a bowl of grub. A nickel a pint is what I would pay in the wee hours back in the day. I met a man that drove an antique. A Model T was sure unique. You had to crank it over by hand. Yes, a ride in the Model T was sure grand. I met the man that reported the news. It took a lot to fill his shoes. At 12 o'clock was the Star-Spangled Banner. Yes, TV signed off in a respectable manner. Hmm. I met a man in a plane he flew. He fought for freedom for me and you. 26 missions is what he had to do. Yes, that was World War II. I met a man at the baseball game. He could hit them over the fence, he'd claim. A bag of peanuts as the crowd yelled hooray. Yes, that was baseball back in the day. So if you want to take a trip and go back in the day, sit down with an old-timer and listen to what they have to say. Then pack a bag and head for the place called Yesterday. Mm. That's it. That is excellent. That is excellent. I hope you send me a hard copy of it so I can get that posted. I have to get you the other one, too. But some of these guys we uh, mutually know. If you put two and two together, you'll figure out who they are. Uh, they, they, you know, <laughs> I was, I, well, I, I thought generally, I said, I know guys like that. So you're yep. telling me I know the people themselves. You that know a lot of great. them that hung out there, I'm sure. That is great. Joe, I appreciate it so much, my friend. Always love hearing it, and please get them to me when you can. No problem. Thank you. <laughs> All right, Joe from Plains, another amazing poem. We'll be back with the weather after this. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.
Here's the storm. Here's the storm tracker 16 forecast from meteorologist Joe Snedeker. Today, a beautiful day. Sun, light wind, no humidity, high of 72. Tonight, partly cloudy, low of 45. Tomorrow, sun and clouds, high of 75. Tuesday night, no showers, but the cooler weather will be arriving. Wednesday, partly sunny and breezy. It's only going to get up to 58. Thursday morning, temperatures could start out near freezing in most areas with frost. But then it'll be sunny with a high of 65. Frost, you know, if you've done something, if you've planted something, just be aware, okay? Now, my friend Mark Mayer sent me a global greenhouse gas emissions by gas. F gas is 2%, nitrous oxide 6%, methane 16%, carbon dioxide from forestry and other land use 11%, and from fossil fuel and industrial processes 65% carbon dioxide of our carbon dioxide emissions. Now, it's pretty important to point out carbon dioxide is essential to life. They treat it like it is some incredibly evil force. This is, see, this is the lunacy of the left and these climate lunatics. You could not have plant life without carbon dioxide. Couldn't have it. Would not exist. We would die as a species. These are natural processes that are good. In addition, we could not live nearly as well in a freezing cold or colder climate. Hence the mini ice age, which was, it didn't coincide with the dark ages. It created the dark ages. Vast black plague outbreaks. A warmer planet is good. Carbon dioxide is absolutely essential to human life. How these simple, straightforward, obvious facts continue to get glossed over... By the lunatics. is I'm watching John Kerry in his stupid horse face. I'm sorry. He's an idiot. He's had more Botox than Catwoman. And he's telling us things that are obviously wrong. That skip over key facts. And then he gets on a private jet. And flies away emitting more <laughs> greenhouse gases than any of us will in a lifetime. Or any cow will as well. These people are sick. Bunch of you text in, by the way. Outstanding poem, says Yogi. From Joe from Plains and another Joe from Plains back in the day. Poem was fantastic. By the way, <laughs> that club where Kevin Barker was killed was the Club Lee. 
A number of you uh, were texting in about it. Another said, I was at Club Lee when the man was killed. And the flood came, and that's right. They didn't think about who the killer was. Fascinating. Fascinating stuff. All right, let's get one quick call in here before the break. Frank in Wilkes-Barre. Hi, Frank. How are you doing? Good. Uh, I got a problem with you, buddy. Well, you always do, so there's nothing new there. <laughs> okay, Steve Darcy, Bill Hammer, Wall Street Journal said you're lying about Joe Biden. There's no no proof that he has anything to do with anything wrong. Now, you tell me where you're getting your information from. From the Hunter Biden laptop, from his son. I got oh, my information. Yeah. I got my information from his son. <laughs> yeah, what'd you I got his information ball? from his son. Frank, yeah, that's what Steve Ducey didn't from get it. His Bill Hammer son. didn't get it. The Wall Street Journal from didn't get it. From his son. And I want to ask you, Frank. Frank, do you have <laughs> grandchildren? No. Okay. You? I, yeah, I do. But the, the, I'm not. I'm you not. Got making, a, you got daughters I'm or make, sons? I'm, I got both. I'm not making it to make a point on that issue. But let's what ask you. you I want to ask you from common sense. Yeah, you don't do have. You, think, you don't know what common sense Joe, is. How do Joe Biden's grandchildren? get paid by foreign entities when, they're not, they're, for when they don't work, they don't have any job skills, they're grandchildren. How does that happen? How did uh, Donald Trump's uh, what, kids no, get No, 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 Frank, how does that happen? No, no, no. <laughs> so you don't want to answer. I, I get it, Frank. You don't want to face facts and reality. I you feel, don't. And you, I don't. Do you, you know more Frank, than two things, Armour and everybody Frank, else. I feel sorry for you. Uh, okay, I one truly more. do, one my more, friend. I, I okay, truly Sal, do. I want you, I want you to check yourself, just sort of sit down quietly in a room and say, why do I love Joe Biden when he's screwing me? Did you pay utilities this winter? How'd that work out? How were, how big, how much higher were your utility bills? Frank, how much higher were your utility bills this winter? Joe Biden did that, Frank. Frank, Joe Biden did that. Oh, oh, by the way, Biden is credibly accused of rape, so thank you for bringing it up. We'll take a break and be back. We're back. That's Wooly Bully. Sam the Sham and the Pharaohs. They jumped into the top 10 charts with Wooly Bully. This date, 1965. All right, we have Greg Griffin, candidate for Luzerne County Council on. Greg, we got about a minute for you, my friend. Fire away. Bob, the people are excited. We're going door to door today. Yesterday, we've been doing it for four months. They're excited. Uh, they're coming out tomorrow, and on the porches uh, in their living rooms, they're talking about corruption in the courthouse. They want property tax reform. Uh, you know, we need Steve Urban and Harry Haas and myself in there, along with Brian Thornton and Kevin Lascavage. Uh, big money, big money is back in the six courthouse candidates, and you know the six courthouse candidates are not on your show ever. They're not public. They want to just slink, slink on in under the radar, and the people, the people see it. And so uh, they're coming out tomorrow. It's, it's going to be a great day for Luzerne County people. Luzerne County people, we're going to recapture county council and give it right back to the people. Transparency, we're going to ask tough questions. We want to know where the casino money for property taxes went. We want to know uh, 
why there was a tax raise. And, uh, you know, Beannis, Mitchell, and McDermott raised it when there was a surplus. So uh, the people are very mad, and, and they're frustrated, and uh, some of them are worried about the sheriff coming and taking their homes. Well, Greg Griffin, you keep plugging. I'm happy to hear from you again. I'm going to put uh, your running mate, Steve Urban, on now. Steve Urban, we got about a minute, my friend. Good to hear from you. Hey, how are you, Bob? Great. How's everything going? Uh, hey, we're friends just... with your dad, and we used to argue, but I loved him. Yeah, he's a great man. You know, I mean, I, I'm going out on the streets with Greg Griffin and, and, and Harry Haas pounding the pavement. Uh, we've been out there knocking on doors, dropping literature. Um, people have nothing but good things to say about my dad. And, uh, you know, um, a little bit more, you know, feistier than him sometimes. But uh, <laughs> That's good. That's a good thing, Steve Urban. <laughs> right. but, but we're doing it, you know, uh, hitting the streets. I had to buy a new pair of sneakers, too. But, uh, you know, just, just wanted to chat with you real quickly and, and say that, hey, you know, I was the only incumbent that actually uh, voted to, uh, against the tax increase. Uh, county taxes went up by 2.99%, and, you know, the unfortunately the endorsed slate, uh, half of them were responsible for that tax increase, um, which I didn't agree with. And you're probably going to see very shortly that the county, uh, you know, most likely going to have a surplus this year after the audit comes out in June. Um, you know, secondly, I mean, I was instrumental in, in trying to propose a, a government study commission question to to study our charter and and that failed uh, obviously and i appreciate that more than anyone because the form of government you got now is is ridiculous nobody's, right, and, you know, nobody's ultimately responsible yeah my, my colleagues are, are are against that and you know and i think it's the people's choice and then the other thing is i voted against you know the socialist uh, matt mitchell's arp plan which gave money to those that were connected you know, um, there's one in, in particular, which is uh, Ramilda's brother-in-law. Um, you know, Miss Crocomo's brother-in-law, Rebo's Auto Sales. I got $80,000 for a showroom. For a wash. Um, Thank you, my friend. Yeah. yeah. Number one in the U.K., this date in 1971, Tony Orlando and Dawn. Knocked three times. Well, we had... Um, Steve Urban on... I, I had to cut him short because it's, it's what they call a hard break. Meaning I have to go at 50. So I apologize, Steve. But thank you for calling in. You and Greg Griffin. And uh, another group that's important you vote for tomorrow. Carolyn Carluccio, who you've heard on this program of, uh, several times. Sup Supreme Court. Megan Martin, who you've heard on this show several times. Commonwealth Court. Harry Smale, Superior Court. Maria Batista. Superior Court. These are absolutely critical, critical elections. I, I, I can't even stress how critical they are. A big deal. A truly, truly big deal. All right, let's go to Toby from Wilkesbury. Hey, Toby, how are you? Oh, yeah, how you doing, Bobby, baby? First thing I notice is that Democrats, they're mostly brain dead because, as our Frank God showed you 10 minutes ago, if you ask them to think, they always either resort to shouting over you or shouting you down or they'll go to the what about Trump playbook. They could never think or answer a question. And, Toby, what, what you, confuses me, Toby, what confuses me the most? Mm-hmm. If if you can't explain something, 
Right. You should rethink it. <laughs> if you can't defend some policy of this lunatic left Democrat party, you should say, hmm, maybe they're wrong. I should think about this. But they don't. They follow like lemmings right off the cliff. Yeah, and it's always the same playbook, though. If I was you, I'd do when these guys call, say, listen, I'll answer any question you want, but it's got to be one for one. You answer my question, I answer yours, because otherwise you're just taking their bait. And uh, the media doesn't seem to care about any of this corruption. They didn't care when Biden stood there on tape, on videotape, and say that before he even got in the president, that he had that guy fired because he was looking into his son. So why would they care now? It's uh, so totally corrupt. And uh, yet they'll say that Republicans are the threat to our democracy. Well, how is that if the media doesn't care and the FBI won't cooperate? But the oversight, that's never happened as far as I know before in our American history. So I ask you, based on that, people, please think, who is the real threat to our democracy? And Sleepy Joe woke up on Saturday and drummed up his uh, race war telling graduates at a mostly black college that the number one threat to America is not China, um, yeah. Not the corruption of his own administration, but no, it's white supremacy for $1 million, Johnny. I'll uh, <laughs> leave it at that. Toby, thank you, my friend. Let's go to Bob Bolas. Hi, Bob Bolas. We got a couple of minutes, my friend. Okay. Well, you want me to come after the break? Well, I got a guest after the break, So, and I saw you, you were okay. here before, so I wanted to get you in. Yeah. yeah, I had to get off because I had too many calls coming and driving me nuts. Uh, the reason I called you, Bobby, you know, we got this election going on here, right? Yes. Okay. My issue is, and one is with, uh, Garhan. Now he left city council. He did everything. There's the president. His mother told him if he got into a contest with a skunk, he'd smell like one. It was directed at me. Well, he skunked the city of Scranton with Biden street, yep. the expressway. He get care less about what people think. All the money that's behind him right now, he's a bond paid for politician. But more importantly, what bothers me with what he's doing, or any candidate for that matter, using their family to run their campaign, putting their pictures all over the place. We're voting for a candidate, not a family. But what he's doing with all these wackos out there, he's putting that family in jeopardy that he does something somebody doesn't like. He's jeopardizing who they are, what they are. Their pictures are all over the place. Well, I and mean, I Bob, that was, Bob yeah, that's a bridge too far. People have yeah. had pictures with their families I know. forever. And I, I've got the same issue uh, with candidate Gohan because, number one, we've got a NAOG pool that has yep. not been open again this year, and he's part of city government. We've got Biden yep. Street, and he's the guy who cheerleaded it and led it through. And we've got a city that can't pave its streets, and he's the president of council, and he wants to fail upwards. I don't get it. Yeah, well, I hate to see him get into Lackawanna County and skunk us in Lackawanna County. Take maybe. Uh, well, I don't one have any personal dog in the fight. I, I just observe no, what I, see I from a distance. I don't have a dog in the fight yeah. either. I'm standing on the side like you, and we've all been involved in the politics. But when you have people that mushroom out of city councils, the president, 
making all kinds of rules. We have a federal lawsuit against them for violating the rules. The council insulting me, a violation of the rules. And I've sued him in federal court. Okay, he's got to be held accountable. He can't just come around and do what he's doing. Like you said, Lake Lincoln, that it used to be Nayog, all done pushing for splash parks. You see all the senior citizens running around going, whoopee, we're in a splash park. I mean, this guy wants to get into the county and the money behind him, you know where it's going to be gone. I mean, he's got a ton of money that came from all over the place behind him, and that's all well and good. But the way he's operated, people were in opposition on Spruce Street, the businesses, the residents there, and he could give a darn less. And, and you saw what we, we named got. Biden Street after a scumbag. We named a city yep. street after a scumbag. Bob Bolas, thank you very much. We got to go to the news. We'll be back with Alexander Monelli after this. WYLK News Radio. This is the Bob Cordaro Show podcast. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 